Podcast episode one nine nine. This is Carlos. With me is Matthew. Hi, and Mickey's here. Hola, I've returned. Ah, he's returned. Ah, but yeah, one nine nine. Still quarantined, and apparently it's gonna keep on going. So <laughs> the time extension I'm, on the clock has been increased. Pretty much. I'm, I'm just gonna imagine that all of us have massive beards now. Oh yeah, man. People oh, have I trimmed, told me. I trimmed already my beard. I didn't cut it out. Like, it got so it got so long. It got so annoying that I had to like cut some some pieces of it already. Oh, I you should see mine. It's hideous. It's awful. It's disgusting. It's just <laughs> it's just this tiny patch on 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 like one centimeter on my chin. Are your Asian and I know jeans Mickey kicking has one in too? Right. Yeah, I am now beard Migoy on stream. <laughs> this is my new form. <laughs> the true form. Well, I'll be worried when your beard turns blonde. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that would be the best. <laughs> but yeah, my beard has grown to a point where I can stroke it, so yeah, that's good enough. But um, <laughs> yeah, we've been quarantined just like the rest of the world, and that also means we've been playing a lot of video games. But the first thing we want to talk about first is Resident Evil 3, which came out e- last week. Yes, last week. Indeed. And Matthew has been working on that one. Um, you're yeah. done. You're all set yeah. to share your thoughts about Jill's, you know reimagining of his whatever like nemesis fight how was that going like yeah so you know uh i want to save like all my thoughts for the final review which will be coming soon it will probably drop by the time like by the time this episode is out you'll probably see it on the site and yeah and i've i've had a really good time with the game um yeah it's a blast from the beginning to end the only unfortunate part is that it's incredibly short it's just you know, I mean, that's not really the fault of the game necessarily. Uh, the original Resident Evil 3 in 1999 was also short, but... Was, is, it, does RE2 get a pass simply because it has two paths? Like, it was short too in my eyes, or at least in my experience. Right, but I mean, uh, literally the, the two routes that and the, the order that you can play them yeah. like artificially stretches the, the game time. Yeah. And at least there's some like some new changes in 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 the way the story is told in Resident Evil 2 remake that makes mm-hmm. it worth going through twice. <clears throat> and if I'm not mistaken, the total runtime of Resident Evil 2 is about anywhere in between the neighborhood of 10 to 15 hours. And I have uh, to get no, hmm? yeah, no. no, really, yeah, yeah. Okay. It just feels longer because okay. um, I think you have a more uh, a larger area that you can backtrack. And because of that, it feels longer to you. But the average game okay. time I've heard, even back then, was around 10 to 15. Mm. Yeah. One path. Or two. No, I think, I think it's both passes. Yeah, both yeah. Paths. Okay, okay. Now, now it makes more sense. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so it's, not, it's, not, it's not insanely bigger than Resident Evil 3, but it's just enough for it to matter. And uh, whereas with the case of Resident Evil 3, it's just... I would say it's, I have to double check my numbers, but I think it's under eight hours. Uh, people have been reporting as low as five or six. And I know video games okay. aren't, I know video games aren't necessarily about length. You know, like sometimes a game that's shorter, that doesn't overstay its welcome is much better than a 40 hour game that, you know, spends half of its time boring you. But 
it kind of leaves me my head scratching as to whether or not this is something that should have been sold as a $60 product as opposed to a $30 or a $20 DLC or, or, or something of that, of that fashion. That's actually pretty interesting because it's like um, in Philippine Peso, it's like 2.8 in Steam. And yeah. I remember when I bought, our, like I bought, like I was excited for Resident Evil 2 Remake and I bought it. I remember it's only 1,400. I don't know. It's a big difference. Um, Resident Evil 2, great game, only like 1,400 pesos on release. Yeah. And then we have RE3, maybe because of the online p- component, you know, the multiplayer mm-hmm. component. I don't know. Which I mean, is apparently okay, separate, look, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, you know, personally, I'll pay any price for a game if I feel like it's worth it. Like, those yeah. of us who are professionally committed to reviewing or playing games, or those of us who are enthousia- unpaid enthusiasts or whatever, like, it, it, in, in the end, it doesn't really matter. We just, like, we just make these assessments on a case-to-case basis. But for a lot of people, the difference between, you know, 6 to 15 hours is a huge difference, you know? And I right. would really feel bad for someone who you know, only has a limited amount of money to spend on video games in a given year and, like, you know, throw down for this. Right. Yeah. And that being said, I, that being said, I wouldn't hold it against the game because, as I said, I did actually have a really great time. This is my first Resident Evil game since the original 1999 Resident Evil 3. Like, that's the last one I played. You already know I'm not a big console gamer, like, back in the day. So, mm. <clears throat> um, I didn't grow up with Resident Evil, but... It was Resident Evil 3 that really got me like into these kinds of games, such as I started playing Dino Crisis mm. and Parasite Eve 2. Oh, like, those, are, those are my personal faves, honestly. Mm. But, yeah. So, you know. How's those that? How's the... Wait, because you haven't played the RE2 remake, but how was the... Was there a lot of backtracking in that game? Because that's what I... No, what, uh, Oh, really? It's just no. one, one forward motion of just moving I mean, forward. you will back... You will backtrack to some amount, but I watched some of the playthroughs of Resident Evil 2. There isn't nearly as much. And I think uh, for some people who are diehard fans of Resident Evil 2, that's disappointing to them because they, you know, sort of like having a limited inventory and sort of juggling stuff to figure out where to get the keys and bring them to this place is a huge part of like the core Resident Evil gameplay. But for me, I kind of like enjoyed it because it just kept things tighter. It just kept things focused on like the fun bits, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-mm. I mean, there's and still we, tension. Like, I'm still figuring out how much ammo do I bring, how much health right. back do I bring, <laughs> and if I bring too many of them, will I have room in my pockets to pick up the the pickups that are on the way to the next chapter? Right, right. Like, I, yeah, hate I, 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 I really I hate, hate that. I like, I have to eat a herb because, like, oh shit, I have to pick this up. <laughs> I need to put this <laughs> yeah, box in my herb. pocket. I'll just shove these herbs in my mouth. Let's do it. I gotta make room. It always happens with Resident Evil. I always have to. Sh- I'll consume a herb because I'm like, ah, damn, I miscalculated here. Oh well. It's like it's like oh here's. Here's here's a key to the gate, but I can't put it in my pocket. So <laughs> yeah, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh well, red herb, green herb combination. I guess uh, yeah. I'll eat it even though I'm green life, it's fine. Yeah, you start you start you start putting all the gunpowder together and all the herbs together just to like squeeze out more slots. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was actually pretty cool. That I actually was surprised because I think it's like a mixed. It's a mixed co- um, re- reception with RE three compared to RE two, where everybody just loved it. Right, yeah. it came out. RE three was like, oh, you know, there are issues. Did you feel something? Um, did you feel that kind of sentiment, or you understand that, or you see it? But it didn't bother you, obviously. It, personally, it didn't bother me. Like, like when I see this mixed reception, I think everyone is speaking to a, a degree of truth and honesty. 
<clears throat> but personally, it wasn't a problem for me. If anything, I think I came away from this game at the end, like becoming a real fan of Jill Valentine. <laughs> like, I know okay. this is very weird for everybody who's like, you know, Resident Evil has been around for decades. How do you not know this icon? But you know, like for me, like, oh shit! Now I need I need more Jill Valentine games. Do I have to start digging around? Because she is she's cool as fuck. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. And how's Nemesis though? How's how's that cat and mouse game? Uh, that, in my opinion, is a little bit of a disappointment because uh, while it's it's fun to it's fun to fight him and it's fun to outrun him and I think but by and large those sequences feel incredibly scripted or contrived. So and I, by I think by the end of the game, it you feel kind of I'd say fed up with the contrivance of Nemesis. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, that that fed upness is mirrored in Jill Valentine herself, so you don't feel too bad, right? Like. Like, for me, I could have easily gotten mad at the game and been like, damn you, game, making me deal with Nemesis again. Ugh, so tiring. <laughs> but Jill Valentine feels the same way, too, so it's okay. It's like the game is going, yeah, no, we, we, we gotcha. <laughs> I don't know what's more Nemesis, because, like, Nemesis looks amazing. Like, he's, he, he's, like, uh, redesigned perfectly. But, he has a nose um, now. Amazing. <laughs> he didn't amazing. Have a, oh, yeah, you're right. He didn't have a nose last time. But I remember, yeah. like, just the tyrant in RE2 just being a, just, it freaks me out whenever he shows up, because he just, there's barely any audio record that like, he just, like, hears stomps, and I'm like, oh, God, he's, he's coming. <laughs> like, like, yeah, 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 you know what, from. I think you're, I think you're onto something there, because ne- the, the tyrant, or Mr. X, like, yeah, the way yeah. he shows up, he's, he, yes, he can destroy walls, and yes, he can be as terrifying as Nemesis in the same way, but he's kind of like... Dunk, 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 dunk. You know, and I mean, you're like wondering where is he coming from? From the stairs? From the below? Oh my god! Yeah, he, he's so stoic and like you know, emotion and like lacking in expression that it makes him more terrifying. Whereas Nemesis is just like stars, <laughs> big angry man. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. Does he shout like, star that clearly says stars? Like, 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 because he does it before in the, in the in the original. Does he actually yeah, yeah, he, say stars? Oh, he clearly says stars. Damn I don't it. think he's subtitled as saying stars, but. You hear it, like you know. They made sure that you could you can tell. It's yeah, how stars. could you not? That's like the one thing he yells out. It's his singular yeah, purpose call- in this entire franchise. Yeah, he'll leave. He'll leave other people alone. He'll leave bad guys and good guys alone. You know, just to zero in on Jill or any other member of Star. Right. Actually, yeah. on the yeah. on the topic of comparing uh, Mister X to Nemesis, so um, people have looked up. In, in the Resident Evil 2 remake that Mr. X actually walks around the map like as, a, as oh, his own thing yeah yeah and um, okay. depending on where you are and what you're doing the game will force him to teleport to certain locations to like to trigger a scripted event or whatnot and at some times um, it'll actually spawn two Mr. X's at any given moment and like Ugh. try to actively delete the one that's not supposed to be around but people have made the glitch where both of them show up in a single room. Oh, no. So the game actually has a model of Mr. X actively walking around looking for you. And depending on what you do, like if, if you make any form of loud noise, it will attract him, like regardless of how far he is from you. That's just reactive. That's right. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So yeah. that's a cool thing. And that's what Nemesis is supposed to be, right? But from yeah, what I've he, seen from the limited... He breaks a wall in the process. Of course, of course, he has to in, in scripted moments. Yeah. But... um. From what I've seen in most people's like short run of Resident Evil Three that I've watched so far, yeah, Nemesis seems to be a lot more scripted than Mister X. Yeah, yeah. So is is that I a thing where he doesn't show up as often as you think he should? I think he only showed up once in an unscripted fashion for me. 
And even then, I'm kind of like, you know, big question mark because I'm thinking, or or was this intentional or not? Because because it happened, it's so scripted so often that it makes me doubt when anything feels like it could be unscripted. <laughs> oh man, that's that feels like a turn off for me because it when I when I was playing RE two, I was like looking around, just exploring, yeah, and it, yeah. it 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 discouraged me from doing that because like. Mr. X just somehow keeps finding me and I have yeah. to go around and the like, looming threat of those footsteps like catches you every damn, time those footsteps I can yeah, keep yeah. I always hear it and just to hear that he's more it, it seems more scripted in RE3 seems like a step back at least in my eyes especially yeah. it, has be, it has to be more it has to be more you know prominent here because Nemesis is way way more uh, iconic than Tyrant right Mr. X so, yeah and if I recall, if I recall correctly from the original PlayStation game, he was also unscripted, right? Like you guys might know better than I do, but well, when I was uh, a kid, it felt like it was unscripted. I don't know. <laughs> I have to play again. <laughs> it, yeah. it is scripted, but um, when he shows up, he will actively chase you throughout like certain areas until you either leave the zones where he's supposed to chase you in, or just straight up kill him for that moment so you can loot his corpse. Yeah, yeah. So within the limits of the PS1, it is scripted, but it has a lot more freedom than what it looks to be in this current remake, which is kind of like the exact opposite of what Nemesis is supposed to be, right? That's kind of disappointing. But I don't know if that only applies to the regular difficulty, because there, I know there are two more uh, like higher difficulties in the remake of RE3. Yeah, right, right. So maybe in yeah, those aspects, he'd be more like of an active threat, because you know, yeah. you can't have like the more casual audience get stuck by getting killed by this boss monster that doesn't go away so that might be it but i don't know like from what i've heard so far people who have played the old game and comparing it to the new game are like man nemesis kind of doesn't show up as much as you want huh that's yeah. not, that's not good. At least for yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, when he shows up, it's very like those scripted moments are are cinematic and exciting and and you know thrilling. Right. But again, they don't have the same effect as him being emergent and surprising. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. good. And well, we'll we'll hear more about our your, your review of RT, but but moving but, but before moving forward, um, you've played the online component of RE three, have you? Or no, I haven't. I haven't started. I should. Okay, I, we'll, I just we'll, finished we'll downloading that. It. Okay, we'll yeah. tackle that maybe later down the line, but yeah, definitely check out your you know we'll ch- definitely check out your full review of RE3. Yeah, and do we want more before moving on? Do we want more of this though? Like that's that's the big question now of um, everybody's mind, and I'm sure Capcom's wondering about that as well. If we want more remakes specifically on Resident Evil's franchise, I mean the Resident Evil franchise. Personally, like you know what I think. Okay, I don't think franchises necessarily have to be annualized, but let's say this is what Capcom wants. Capcom wants a Resident Evil game out literally every year. In that case, having remakes in between new installments is kind of a fun way to go about with the series. You know, have uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3, and then now we're going to get Resident Evil 8, uh, supposedly called Resident Evil Village, Uh, and then maybe we'll get Maybe we'll get Code Veronica remake after. That sounds like a good idea to me personally. I mean, I'm not a, a deep in the died in the wool Resident Evil fan, so maybe you guys have other ideas about that. But maybe do that, and then by the time Resident Evil Four remake is scheduled, it'll be 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like on the on the subject know. of um, an RE Four remake, which we've discussed off the air, and we're kind of on the side where we don't want it because we think RE Four is already perfect as it is in its own goofy way yeah 
But yeah. um, if you've noticed in this remake of RE3, Nemesis has some new moves. One of which is he will take a zombie and then like put a, a big parasite worm into it, causing yeah, it to right. explode similar to the Las Plagas dudes from RE4. Well, that's just yeah. So that might yeah. be a hint of something. We don't know. Yeah. I say Cold Veronica first. Maybe Cold Veronica is a good choice, right? Or me RE zero or whatever. But I don't. I don't seem too keen on RE four, five, six. Sure, do some, do whatever you want (laughs) with six. We we, we do that. The the funniest discussion I've heard about this exact thing is, um, like, sure, remake RE four, just make it like nicer, but don't change much. Remake RE five, etc. But when they remake RE six, make it completely different. Like retcon (laughs) the entire game. The old RE6 yeah, never yeah. existed, you know. Just, no, just make, fix make, it. Make RE make RE6 a prequel to RE7. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. <laughs> no, why not? Yeah, that could That's, actually be it. it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, because seven is a huge departure, and they just they just focus on a uh, very <laughs> like centered uh, on the family itself. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no connection whatsoever. Except, yeah, okay, yeah, Chris is there, whatever. But yeah, uh, but there you go, RE three. That's pretty cool stuff. We'll hear more about the online component, which is like the four v five. Interesting stuff. Actually, one v four, one v four, one v four. Sorry, sorry, one v four. Four v five. Whoa. <laughs> Sick. I play that game though. <laughs> Go against the odds. <laughs> like, yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, I have been playing a game that I didn't think I actually would jump into. I just literally randomly decided to play it. That was Sekiro uh, Shadows Dice twice, and I surprisingly was able to finish the game. I think yesterday and last Saturday and I think I somewhat understand why that game now has a lot was given a lot of praise way back in 2019 nice even though that kicked oh my god I think I spent I think I finished I would have finished the game like last Sunday uh huh but I literally spent Monday and Tuesday just to beat the last boss Monday and Tuesday was just (laughs) for the last boss that's all if I just was you know good I would have been done Sunday, so it would, would have t- taken me like two days to finish it. But that last boss, it's just Sekiro it just, is the like, is made by FromSoft, right? Yeah, the Dark it, Souls people. Felt, it felt like I was fighting a, I was playing like a, a round, uh, twenty rounds of like Street Fighter Five, and I'm just fighting a pro. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Street Fighter Five, but with actual jumping. Is that it? Yeah, I had to jump. I had, no, I had to do everything right. If not, I die. That's how it felt like all throughout. And this is someone who actually, I think, got most of the stuff in the game. So I'm not. I shouldn't be behind in anything. But yeah, that was a very difficult boss, and it's just really interesting playing Sekiro when you know it's from 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 software, and they, I do understand, and I do see how genius they were able to make it similar to from our souls game but make it feel completely different even with bloodborne and souls and i but i don't know if i if i want to consider it as like a game of the year which kind of won last year in the mm, game yeah like it, it was it was game I, it was who gave it game of the year it was the game awards that gave it game of the year yeah am I, am I right yeah i don't know if i want to put that i definitely want to put that as like the top like that's a must game, must play game for sure, especially mm-hmm. if you've played the Souls game, but not game of the year. Um, and why? And do, think, why? How, how do? How do? You, why do you feel that way? Like, what's your takeaway? 
game of the year for for that year as opposed to something that is as, as something like what's my what's yeah. my takeaway as game of the year i no no bias whatsoever but i was leading more towards re2 simply because there's simply because there's a lot of fact yeah there's a lot of factors on it one it was able to modern it naturally was able to modernize the 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 original game to you know to the now and for me that game was able to um it's like a perfect example or a perfect introduction to those who do not know the survival horror series because that's that's yeah, something yeah. that's completely rare nowadays you don't see that every day there are people who have never played silent hill the original resident evil games the the the, the bane of having tank controls and everything they didn't experience all that even like fatal frame i'm sure there are people now that haven't even played fatal frame yeah this i feel like a perfect I feel introduction like, i feel like as far as the canon is concerned the canon of of, of what we consider great games or like must play games i definitely do feel like Resident Evil 2 remake sort of like substantially replaces the genre or replaces like whatever whatever stood in its place before. Like if you're gonna get back, if you can get into this genre, if you're gonna get into this yeah. franchise itself, you know, like that that's that's where you go. You know how some people say like this game or that game is the greatest game ever, and they still hold by it, but actually functionally other ga- later games or like sort of like replace it or exceed it. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's yeah. the case with Resident Evil to remake. Right. And like the, re- the reason it I, got a remake mm. at all is also like a telltale sign of that. Yep. Mm. Yep. For sure. And that's the reason why I, I lean towards RE2 rather than Sekiro. Um, but I do see praise to why Sekiro was you know nominated and I guess eventually won. Um, but it's again just another take in a formula that everybody's writing on. Like everybody wants to have this difficult adventure game. Um, yeah, right. Based off from software, and I'll give praise for first from for from software for changing the formula good enough to make me throw everything that I know about Souls about the Souls game out the window. That I'll give them praise because that's very hard to do, and yeah. that was done you know masterfully. And apparently, from software can tell stories, which makes me wonder why Souls just so, um, you know. There's, you have to look for the story if you want the story. Sekiro actually has a decent story, a decent progression, and characters that are actually interesting, which is another big um, surprise. So like, oh, they can tell story. That's pretty cool. I think the argument could be made that you know, from software is more interested in refining its gameplay craft, and then you know, sort of like <clears throat> introducing things like narrative or working on those things later when they feel like they have a greater handle on those things. Like I think Bloodborne and 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 Sekiro definitely have stronger world building than any of the other from software games. Bloodborne has aliens. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I know. Like, weird. It's yeah. wild how like all of a sudden, like if you just play the game and just focus on the bosses in Bloodborne, I'm like, this is hard as everything. But if you look at the the lore, oh, shit, it's aliens, just aliens. <laughs> it's, it's just aliens. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was that was quite a ride to play Sekiro. Like even for those who haven't played it, it was like was out uh, came out last year. Joining uh, playing it now, it is a pain in the ass. But man, I just I started to like appreciate or love the mechanics of parrying and dodging, and you get better. That's the that's the thing. You you definitely get better, and you feel that's that's the one big praise with from West from software. Even if it's hey, kicking yeah, your and, ass, yeah. you feel and good our, once our, you're done. 
<coughs> our own Miguel Samson gave it a nine out of ten. So you know that's high praise. <laughs> oh yeah, he did give it a nine out of ten, and he's he's actually working on Neo too now. Oh yeah, dude, I hear <laughs> he's, he's struggling harder in Neo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think his last comment like, "Oh god, I'm in the point where everybody just one shots me now." And I'm like, "Oh sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm so so sorry." <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah Secure is actually a pretty. Oh, sorry. I have a cold take though. I have a cold take, which is like, oh, uh, I, I do feel like I feel like Secure <laughs> Shadows Die Twice got the Game of the Year award only out of a political maneuver, which is that it is a game that's great and is kind of like equally deserving of that prestigious honor. But at the same time, it's like nobody wanted to nominate Red Dead Redemption. Nobody wanted to award a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 or any other games for fear of alienating sponsors in the Game Awards show. <laughs> I mean, or we're Death talking Stranding. about the Game Awards and like, to me, that's not real. <laughs> that's just to me. <laughs> <laughs> that that show reeks of sponsorship and we know that for a fact <laughs> hey it's yeah. just good business man <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but there yeah Sekiro definitely I'm surprised I actually finished it thank god I'm all set for Final Fantasy 7 Remake like I'm, I'm I got that <laughs> on my system because if I kept, oh, yeah. if I was st- stuck with the with the final boss for more than like all the way till Final Fantasy 7 I would not, not have finished Sekiro because I would drop it like I hadn't, you know, become eco-terrorists and everything. <laughs> nice. Because nice. that, that, that was my worry yesterday. Like, God, it's been two days fighting the final boss. What if I go all the way to Friday and can't play it anymore? <laughs> but I need to Christ. be an eco-terrorist by this Friday. I know. <laughs> I need to I ruin people's be. lives in Midgar. <laughs> I, I want to be an eco-terrorist. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. yeah. So is Sekiro so, like the the most um, forefront in terms of storytelling that um, the yeah. the Souls dudes have ever been? Oh yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to read descriptions or like, you don't have like, to look at item notes. descriptions anymore, or look up wikis the, the, about the, the aliens. The fact your character is actually talking is really good enough. Oh okay okay, <laughs> like, that makes a big difference, right? Even though Whoa. it's very stoic and everything, like the, the the fact he's interacting and making choices in his life, yes. It's pretty cool. It's okay. It's, cool. It's definitely a big departure. Big steps. Um, big steps. Big, big, big magic. Mag- cool steps. And hopefully, you know, From Software stops playing or making these games because I really want them to make a new, um, maybe a new franchise out of that studio or Armored Core. That's also them. I take <laughs> yeah. that back. I want a new Armored Core. <laughs> I actually want an Armored Core, but. Speaking of finishing games, um, I'm not the only one who actually finished the game this week. You actually went on, Miggy. Yes, complete. I have Bloodborne. Uh, blood, Bloodborne. No, sorry, Bloodstained. That's <laughs> Bloodstained. Blood Ritual game. of the Night. The kickstarted game by famous um, Castlevania dude Koji Igarashi, who actually visited uh, this country to promote said game. That, I can that actually one say I've years. met the guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. actually say I've met the guy. And like, was that 2017 or 2016? I think 2016. I think 2016 in the shook the hand of the guy who made Bloodstained. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> did you get a photo of him with his whips? Man. We all did. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. <laughs> all right. Um, before I jump into that, funny story with the Koji Igarashi thing. So at the SGS, we are usually there for all days. So that includes like the media day, the early Friday where nobody's there because work is still a thing. Mm. And um, his booth was just a tiny little like single space booth with nothing on it. It was literally just a desk, maybe two chairs, monoblock chairs, Koji Igarashi and his translator. So um, nobody was paying attention to him during day one, like nobody. And we were all like, 
too shy to just talk to the man and like i was we were just all egging each other we have to we have to talk to him now dude or else we're never gonna get the chance or oh, even like Will, like you know, he actually went up to and like got whatever game he made just for him to sign. And I remember him actually giggling. Ha, I remember this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was during the interview. All right. So um, at that point, yeah. people were already aware that he was there. But during day one, uh, where most people were just roaming around the big boots, we were like just staring at him for like a solid five minutes, and like we have to say something, we have to do something. Because he's here. He might never come back here ever again. So we finally manned up, went to him, uh, asked his translator if we could like take a, like, a shy little photo with the guy. So the translator talks to Koji and he goes like, oh, so, so, so. Goes behind the counter, pulls out this like eco bag. Like no, no <laughs> words. Pulls it out, pulls out his cowboy hat and two leather whips. <laughs> and he gives them one of them to me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on? And like, oh, pose, pose, photo. And like, oh, shit. This big, big geek out. I had, my pose is terrible. I I forgot about that. He we, did just can we, like can we, can prepare. We, can we put that up on the Facebook page? Dude? Let's, let's, I'll look let's for it. I'll look for it. There. It's, it's yeah. probably there. there, it's yeah. there. Yeah, Back yeah. when, when yeah. the event was actually happening. So that was super yeah. cool. Yeah, we got I, to meet I the remember guy. you. G- I remember you shaking when the whips came out. But yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea. What, I didn't even know what they wore until after the photo. <laughs> they're really well what, what is imagine this device had, imagine but if years, you to do years later <laughs> years later we actually have their game officially out already yeah so the game the, um, came out what they had at the ESGS booth was um was not the first demo but was the one that actually is more based on whatever is currently out because I heard mm-hmm. that the game got reworked and especially when they switched studios um, I think they used to work with Integrates and then switched out to I forget the name uh, for the second half of the development. So the demo back then is essentially what we got now with a few minor tweaks, but like the engine itself and the feel overall is um, exactly the same. So Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is obviously the second coming of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which was the first Castlevania yeah. game that Koji Igarashi worked on and is the one that people know, um, like they know the form of Castlevania now as starting with symphony of the night as if you remember the old castlevanias on the family computer was like a side-scrolling caveman with a whip thing you know you walk really slow <laughs> and you jump like an idiot so the whole the term metroidvania came from symphony of the night essentially otherwise it was just called Can Metroid, I say right? spiritual successor is that is that even a yes it's a worthy? spiritual successor like i think a bit too much because man, oh, some okay. of the comparisons are pretty on the nose. Because this is like you the can, love you letter can game. The world and everything. This is, the, everything. This is all of it. Like the, you have the voice of Alucard from Symphony of the Night as a vampire in in this game. You have Solid Snake too. I actually noticed that when you were streaming. Yeah, yeah, and that's more they of like a, a funny pull in because Solid Snake was uh, David Hayter who did the voice of Solid Snake was never part of Castlevania, but he was with Konami. And Konami does own Castlevania, so there's a bit of that. So Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is a 2.5D side-scrolling, you know, Metroidvania uh, type of game where um, you you pick up swords, you know, you you essentially kill Dracula, but without killing Dracula, because you can't... It's (laughs) not Castlevania. (laughs) And um, through and through, it's... 
Like, um, you know all the games that came out after Symphony of the Night? Like right. your Aria of Sorrow, your Portrait of Ruins, etc., etc. None of which felt exactly the same as Symphony of the Night I'm in terms of it. movement and, you know, um, like the speed of your attacks, etc., etc. This right. is pretty much Symphony of the Night. Like, having replayed... Uh, having played both games within this month, actually, or within last month in, in March... The comparison is a bit like on the nose, not on not just in feel, but in most every aspect of the game. That was the selling point just to get that funded, right? Yeah. Just because we're, I'm going to recreate. I'm going to make a new loves. Symphony of the Night. Like the yeah, title, I'm just gonna the title alone, Ritual of the Night. Like what the hell? <laughs> it's not just Ritual. It's it, it's it's blank colon blank of the night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's two say, syllables, I, I colon, something of the night. <laughs> can I just say, I, I, you know, I'm not a Castlevania fan, but I, I have to hold up for, I have to say that they have some of my favorite, like, video game subtitles ever. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Rondo of Blood and oh, yeah, you know, of Lament, Lament of Innocence <laughs> and okay. Aria, Aria of Sorrow right, and Harmony but, but of But within the, like, its own realm where it's not two jologs. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like that sounds right for a Castlevania title. It sounds dumb, but not too dumb. Just yeah, right. What's worse, though, like Tales of titles or Castlevania titles? I think Tales, no, of, no, no, no. I think awful, Tales so. of just throws a dart at a dictionary and just picks whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's no thought better, process to it. What's Zestiria, people? <laughs> Castle, Castlevania has a shape and form. You have to think... Of yeah. two words that, that you can put off in and they have to say something cool. Ideally, it has something to do with, you know, darkness, vampires, musical forms, and being sad. <laughs> it needs to relate to at least one thing. One of those words need to relate to at least one of the to, things that happen in that game. So, Portrait of yeah, Ruin. Yeah, oh, yeah. you jump into paintings to go to different stages. Woohoo. There you go. Yeah, Tales, of series, Tales of series doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's making up words as it goes on. Yeah. Berseria, Berseria, Berseria. <laughs> Something area. <laughs> but going back to Bloodstain, though. David um, Bowie's area. You st- the, the, the thing of like getting abilities in that game, you actually stab yourself with a crystal, right? That's so how, that's how, how that works is it's very similar to the soul system from the um, Area of Sorrow games, where um, each enemy can drop essentially an ability they have. Their ability. And yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah. based on like yeah, luck drops, etc. So not only can they drop like uh, money or items or you know crafting items, they can also drop a soul or in this game a crystal shard. Because the basis of magic here is like crystal shards that can open up the portal to the demon world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So th- this is how you I get their power, <laughs> and it's exactly the soul system where um, it, once you get the first one of that soul, it goes into that weird animation where she stabs herself with it, you know. And, um, and she screams. Yeah, because like, apparently, yeah. lore-wise, it's a very painful process. And the shards are attracted. Because um, the main character has a big crystal shard on her back in the shape of a rose. And um, that grants mm. her the immense power to, you know, fight evil and all that. So the shards will fly to those. But, you know, the grandiose animation is she'll stab herself with this giant crystal shard. Yeah, I played a couple hours in that game. It just, it, every time I get an ability, it just sounds, I just feel bad whenever I get it. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Because oh, you God, hear I'm this so sorry. like really painful yeah. scream, but she looks fine she in in the video game model. <laughs> and 
and it's it's something she gets used to. I guess I don't know. That's a little silly thing, yeah, but it, and, and and for yeah, that I'm like yeah. I'm like throwing flying pigs now. I'm like, oh yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. You don't understand. You, you don't understand. Gaining power while becoming accustomed to suffering is part of the Koji Igarashi aesthetic. I mean, you say we that do, we do. We do have whips, pictures of him with whips. <laughs> no, you, you say so, that, yeah, but he's worked on like um, shoot 'em shoot 'em up games with cute anime girls. That's like <laughs> half of his uh, resume. We've looked. Yeah, I've looked yeah, this up. <laughs> so, I looked it up too. Don't worry. Don't worry. So maybe it's it's a metaphor of pain. You know, it's, maybe it's maybe maybe working on those games were are maybe maybe bloodstained ritual of the night and the suffering that Miriam experiences. That's his metaphor for his time with those games. It could be. It could be it could like be. the metaphor of working with Konami. As yeah, it just seems to be everything life, that like, everyone does. It's, it's, just, it's just harmony of despair. That's another game. <laughs> I know. That's the online Castlevania. Um, so, like, this is just a modern version of Symphony of the Night. It does all the same tropes, like your save rooms that heal you instantly, uh, your teleporter rooms that function exactly the same as they do in every Castlevania game. You get a slew of different weapons that you can use. And what I like about this is... Um, because, you know, in, in previous Castlevania games, when you get certain weapons, very few of them completely outclass most others. Meaning that, like, oh, uh, Aria of Sorrow does the weird thing where you can actually use guns because it's the modern era, you know? And, like, the guns oh, are weak, the mar- but oh, it's, it's a, a functioning gun which shoots a projectile that goes, like, a full length across the screen, etc., right? But, like, right. functionally, it's, it's pretty useless because of its damage output. What I like about Ritual of the Night Bloodstained is that um, th- um, despite other weapons outclassing each other, there's a viable weapon for each archetype that you can like use. So if you have a preference, you can pretty much force yourself to rock that throughout most of the game if you want. Like um, I've heard someone say that, oh, I've only used great swords because that's the best. Like um, it it did the best for me during my playthrough. Then another guy's like, oh, I've never used great swords. I've only stuck with the whips, etc. And then oh, so there's, a lot, there's a lot of variety. On yeah, how yeah, and, and it's a good variety too. So um, there's there's a really um, because uh, there are some crazy I think kickstarted weapons like because uh, this game ran through a Kickstarter, right? So there's a bunch of backer rewards into this. So right. some of which appear to be uh, weapon types. So there's an item called the eight bit coin that you grab, and the the, <laughs> the like the purpose of that is you trade them in to craft um, a special type of item that uh, a, t- a type of weapon that you cannot pick up so like I looked at the weapon selection there's um, like variants of existing archetypes like your great swords your short swords there's a lightsaber in this a purple lightsaber <laughs> like it makes the swoosh sound and everything they added the Sam Jackson lightsaber kinda yeah okay. and um, what I what I got with this was the shield so the shield functions as a as a really short range short sword type weapon but it's insane because it has guard frames and um you know how video games register a hit right when when it registers a hit sometimes the hitbox will actively disappear for that attack yeah, 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 yeah. so the the shield is as long as the shield is out during your animation it has active guard frames with a pretty wide mm. hitbox so what I end up doing is I'll just crouch in front of an enemy and just wail on him. And then you'll just see guard, Yikes. guard, guard, guard. And it decimates that's, through. That's, that's actually pretty <laughs> cool to hear that they actually have variety. So um, what what stuck with me, like I, I did look up um, what people use throughout their playthrough and what weapons were good. 
because of course the the eight bitcoins are a very limited resource and um, when you do get to buy them they're pretty expensive so you can't make all the all the unique weapons without putting a lot of time into it so i looked up like because i bought the shield and the lightsaber because i thought that was cool and i was looking like did i make the right choice is the shield actually good then friends told me like oh no the shield is only good for the first like quarter of the game it's garbage for the rest of it etc etc and then look at me i i beat the final boss with the shield <laughs> show <laughs> them so it's like souls as well maybe, you can maybe, actually stick with the one suck. weapon exactly and you can stick with the one weapon and then just go through the, yeah just through commit the to the one thing. weapon just make it good right yeah. and just get good with it master the weapon then you can you can be amazing with it so um actually the comparison of the souls games is like this is what 3d castlevania should have been because Castlevania or the Metroidvania series is known for um, backtracking, right? Like finding yeah. an area that you can't access because you lack certain abilities or skills. Then once you get that skill from another area, you go back to that. It unlocks. And then that's, that's yeah, the whole open it and yeah, yeah. further expand the map, etc. And then um, the Soul series has a lot of uh, clever shortcuts where once you reroute through an entire zone, you unlock a shortcut that brings you like to the central hub, etc., which then oh, lets the, you the Soul explore other makes areas. Me, it's, the Soul series actually makes me depressed. Like, I spent like two hours in this one section, and then you realize you're just like in the park, like in the small area of the game. Oh. <laughs> like, you spent two hours in that area, and well, you well, open the gate. Like, what's, oh, okay. what's worse hmm. for me is like, I spent time, because I'm so afraid to die sometimes, I'll do the full run backtrack to the save point the long way, and then find out that the shortcut is just in the next room. And like I, I could have just taken a few steps and made it so much easier. No, that's that's just the Souls <laughs> games for you. So no, yeah, but that, that's pretty cool though. Yeah, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. That's what I think it's available in every single platform. Yeah. Um. What was now. supposed to happen was it was it's on every platform that's out now. Your your PS4s, your Xbox Ones, your PCs. It's on the Vita. <laughs> It's I'm not sure if it is. I'm not sure if that's the it's only the thing Switch, they never for sure. committed to. But it was supposed to come out on Vita. Um, it was supposed to come out on the Wii U, but then they moved that to the Switch. Right. And I think oh, I the just checked. Yeah, the Vita, the Vita got canceled. Yeah, I think the Switch version is <laughs> the worst because it has uh, frame rate issues where it runs yeah, at sub yeah, 30. And they're, they're patching it out, but currently it's not at its peak performance. Uh, it's been a while. I, I remember hearing about the frame rate issue like uh, no, uh, last year. Yeah, like, like a year ago, and it's still not fixed. And actually, oh, wow. um, the, the content for this is not done, as it's still supposed to receive um, a slew of free DLCs, one of which mm. is the ability to play as uh, Zangetsu, which is like the Belmont character voiced by Solid Snake, who is also a <laughs> yeah. Japanese samurai. <laughs> I got so, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, so I shocked when I was watching your stream and I closed the way that that sounds so raspy way is that snake he's just oh, doing God. the solid snake voice like he's not even trying he's pretty much doing the solid snake but yeah, <laughs> and he's saying Japanese words with it <laughs> oh god so yeah he's, he's supposed anyway, to have a separate mode so and yeah, there's a bunch of the night that's good. pretty cool um, last for 199 we're gonna talk about the la- <laughs> the I reveal cool. of the PS5 controller which ah yeah, can we can we what whip we up f- for those who are actually like listening or you know live or anything? Maybe they can see the the controller. But initial thoughts on how it looks before we actually talk about you know the the, the PS five controller, which is kind of interesting by the way that Sony is re- uh, revealing the PS five by parts, not by the whole <laughs> thing. They're taking they're taking their sweet time, which kind of makes sense. But what, what yeah. do you guys think about the PS five controller? 
So yeah, we're talking uh, about the DualSense black. controller that was just oh, announced sorry, yeah. it's yesterday, the, uh, the, the other it's day the... on April 7th. The, du- <laughs> the DualSense. Hey, no, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Well, that, which, or whatever. It's already out. <laughs> we're in the future, so out. time is different here. Um, April right. 7th was the official release, but we got it pretty late into the day. Yeah. I thought it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a fail. That was a uh, like a, a fake uh, release, but apparently, like when I saw the the PlayStation blog uh, official post, I'm like, wow. What do you guys think? I mean, like it's a big. It's not a big. It's not a big. So well, let's kind of like a big step. Can you do a rundown of what it actually is and what it has for people who don't know? All right, no, no, no. So, so what the first thing that they fixed was no, for fixed. Sorry, the first thing <laughs> they brought up in the blog in the blog post was the adaptive. Oh my god, you have it in the you have it in the <laughs> on the L two and R two buttons of the Dual Sense. The big pitch here is that you're going to feel the tension in your actions, like when drawing a bow to shoot an arrow. The other thing that they're uh, been trying to work on is extending battery life for the rechargeable batteries. So they're, okay, they're sticking with rechargeable batteries. That's fine. Of, uh, I don't know, like Instead of alkaline, ways, yeah, like like what Xbox does. Xbox controllers controllers continue to do. Right. Uh, we have a new create button that's going to replace the share button. Uh, they didn't Evolution. really get into details about it, so yeah. I'm, I'm led to believe that it's functionally identical. But I guess they're going to try to make some, you know, considerations in the PlayStation Five dashboard or whatever to make it easier to create custom content for Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Like the way uh, Google Stadia. Promised but never delivered. Uh, I like how you put a jab on you. The other thing they have is a built-in microphone array. So mm. um, instead of needing a headset necessarily to speak right. into you know online games, you can just speak into the bike now. Yell at your uh, controller. I'm not sure if it's going to be like push to talk or if it's going to be on by default or whatever. But basically, um, the mic is in the controller now. And I guess the most eye-catching thing that everybody's commenting on is the appearance, the, the size, and the color of the new controller. So I guess we can go over those four points one by one quickly and you know uh, get a sense of how we feel about the controller. Right. What do you want to start with? Well, no, well, well, the triggers, like how do we, like, the Hello, triggers... Did I lose the... everyone? Oh, oh he's yeah, gone. He's oh, he's back. Okay, I just hit... I just hit the phone button twice and we're back. Can you hear us now? <laughs> Did you like hit the yeah, headphone button by accident or something? I don't think so, but whatever. Do you just need the PS5 problems. mic? All right. I think you need the PS5 yeah. mic here. But anyway. <laughs> back to, we're, yeah, we're talking about the, the shoulder buttons, right? With the, with the haptic yeah. feedback. Yeah. The biggest example of what this feature is going to imp- implement on PS5 games is, uh, you mentioned this off uh, before recording, mm-hmm. that um, if you pull... A, you know, a bow, there's going to be resistance when you do that. Yeah, like basically That's you're like supposed the, to feel the general, tension. You're supposed to feel the tension of like pulling the bow and then releasing it. Yeah. So actually, I, did they explain how that works? Like, is there going to be like a motor that pushes back on the button? Nah, they didn't go into that. I don't think... We, we got a lot of features from the blog post, but mm-hmm. we didn't it's just descriptions. Get mechanics. Yeah, yeah, it's just descriptions, get, yeah. Yeah. So this official post by the PlayStation blog is actually all the info that we got. Yeah. Because like that, I think we might hear more about this later at whatever right. event they might have. Right. But yeah. Because what that sounds to me is like that sounds cool and all, but depending on how it's made and how strong the feedback is, it's either gonna break real easy, or it's just not gonna matter at all. Yeah. 
I mean, personally, where I am with the place with the history of the PlayStation controllers is that you know, and with companies like let's say Google Stadia, is that yeah. you can make any you can make fancy new features on your hardware as much as you want, but it also lies in the hands of the developer of and course. players whether course, or not yeah. they're actually going to be interested in using them. And so, like you know, I always point to I always point to the touchpad controller on on the DualShock Four. Not to sound like a broken record about this because I brought this up before, but you know, like it was really cool when they brought up that, that touchpad because I thought, oh, lots of great applications there. And the, one of the examples to use was an in infamous Second Son. Like, there's a part where Troy Baker's character is just supposed to put her his thumb and like get a biometric scan. Yeah, and you're supposed to do the same thing on the on a touchpad. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, I don't think I've ever really seen any meaningful use on the touchpad that couldn't be replicated by other any other button. If anything, I would say that the use of the DualShock Force features has been hamstrung by the fact that, oh, the game developers are thinking, well, how do we do this on a mouse and keyboard? How do we do this in an Xbox 360, uh, Xbox One controller? Which, is always, which has always been like the bane of every single gimmick, whatever controller you have. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in general. That's why, like, like you said, the good example mm-hmm. of the, the, the touchpad uh, button, that just faded away and it just... It, Generally, is now just another option for like opening up your menu on a game. Right, it's a nothing, glorified yeah, pause button. It's just an extra yeah. button now. And the yeah. one thing that I noticed about the Dual Sense is the fact that they didn't try to make that gimmicky. They just worked on what's already there to improve the the vibrations, the the the, the triggers, and all that, which in in turn would you know um, complement every studio, every person, despite it being exclusive, right. which is actually an okay thing. Yeah. It makes and, it easier I mean, to know, add functions yeah. for, say, like uh, games that are multi-platform. Like, oh, we're gonna add the, like the little haptic feedback for PS5 users, and if the next Xbox doesn't have it, then voila, long. It's it's yeah. not it's like any it's, skin it's off their not, back. It's not. A, it's yeah. It's not gonna be a big issue for the developers. You know. Yeah, that's so. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Though, um, which is, which is, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy about that. To be honest, <laughs> that kind of Matthew the, did mention this off the air, where like if this function does become like um. Like if if developers will take this into their own hands, it's it's usually it might be the trend where, oh maybe the first year of games and usually first party games will will use this function you know to its uh, max potential, and then after that people are gonna forget that it exists. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's also a question of like whether or not the developers think it's worth the effort. It's like, right. yeah, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm crunching, I'm crunching how many hours a day to make this game. Do I really want to write a thousand lines of code just to add a <laughs> tiny feature? <laughs> to make the <laughs> you know R2 I mean? button shake a little bit when you press it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Nintendo is very, Nintendo, I think, is very good at this where they go like, when you make a game for us, you know, you, you have uh, no you'll choice. Have ca- yeah. You have, <laughs> you have to use the features in our hardware and they're very good at, at pressuring their developers, or right. at least developers so eagerly want to be on a Nintendo platform that they will do it. <laughs> the Nintendo gimmicks tend to stand out so much that it can't be avoided at the very least, or for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for yeah. stuff like this, this is like, hey, that's cool. Or I think it's it's mostly the thing where people won't even know it exists. Yeah. Actually, what this but, reminds yeah. me of is um, on the PlayStation 2, the face buttons had this analog function where it can detect how hard you press a button. That's right. Yeah. And very That's few games actually, that. you know, use that function. 
And most people don't even know it exists, right? So this might be another yeah. case of that. I've, I forgot. I, I, I bet my life that's, <laughs> I bet my life that some of the people that have a PS4 doesn't even realize that the touchpad is a button as well itself. Or, or like, I, it might be yeah, the yeah, reverse where they, they think it's yeah. just a button and not an active touchpad. <laughs> that too. Right? Because uh, like most yeah, people don't too. even know that it has multiple buttons on it. Like depending on which side of the touchpad you press left or right is a different actual yeah. input. That is even that's even true. The touchpad is actually two functions. It's yeah. not one. You can actually press the yeah, left and right. Also, even I forgot. It that. also depends on what games you're playing. Exactly. Like if, you're, if you're just playing, if you if you tend to favor a certain kind of game, you play sports games or shooters or whatever, you're gonna get a different experience or a different understanding of what the controller can do. Like one of the things I liked about Infamous Second Son was when you like it's a little gimmicky, but when you did graffiti in that game, yeah, you had to hold the controller sideways and like shake it like an aerosol, like a spray can. can. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, they yeah, never yeah. they never talked about that if it's actually like if it's if the ps5 has that I mean, the, the dual sense like a gyroscope function the gy- yeah i'm assuming it probably that. does yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. that seems to be a staple for every controller right now Mm-mm-mm-mm. um i'll forget about it either way though <laughs> that, um, the that's other for the shoulder buttons right the the the, uh, the vibrations the 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 quote-unquote improved vibrations for the P- the dual sense I'm guessing it's going to be the we're, same as like um, how the Joy-Cons have the, what do you call that? The, the 3D vibrations on the Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons where you can feel the number of ice cubes in each controller. <laughs> I'm guessing it's going to be something like that, but you know, I'll just not that. as important. <laughs> yeah. I might also just go to the option to just turn off vibration. Like, just to save <laughs> on battery like, power. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah these, when, you, when you put it that way, Migo, it feels like these these... Features feel like they only exist to make people feel proud of themselves. <laughs> I mean, they could do something clever with vibrations like that, or maybe at the very least, like the technology of those vibration motors are just easier to access or is cheaper to to purchase right now. Yeah, because maybe yeah. that's just the new standard, and then like, oh, we can tote this as a new feature, just so we can add more words to the article. Mm-hmm. That might just be it. That's true. I also want to point out also that this controller is not anymore USB. Like I think mini, it's not anymore a mini USB. It's it, now a USB C. It needs to be like that's the trend right now. No, I, I I'm, I'm thankful because I have more. Of yeah, that exactly. The, <laughs> I have more than that than the mini uh, USB. Like I got right one now. device that uses USB C, and I'm like, I need everything to be in USB C now. I understand. <laughs> I understand I the switch. The move. I have a Nintendo yeah. Switch and it uses USB C. I have a phone that uses USB C, and then I just have a PS4 controller that, that uses micro. Use USB- <laughs> yeah, it's such a big problem. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's another. No, that's a problem. standard like um, change. Mm-mm. So are we moving on to the microphone? Yeah, is I there, mean, is there much to say about them? Well, it's good. To, it's good to know that we, everybody can now talk, <laughs> but no one will talk anyway. That's just the the, the, the trend. No, like, well, what I'm wondering is, because um, uh, you know the issue when when people bought their Xbox ones and it came with the free Connect, and the Connect has yeah, a microphone yeah. on it, right? So when people play online games, the microphone is on by default. Then you hear yeah. stories of people trash talking each other, and like, since it's using the Connect as a microphone, you can hear their entire room. And there's like a baby oh, crying yeah. in the background. His wife crying. is yelling at him, and he's still trash talking the guy on the on the game. That's you a suck. good point, Migoy. Like, I think that's also the first thing I thought about with the microphone, which is like, you know, if it's not a dedicated microphone, it's gonna try to pick up a lot of sound just to try to right. sort of find your voice in the room. So, you know, 
it's nice to have a microphone in the in, 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 in the controller, but why not just switch to a headset where the voice capture will be more precise? Yeah. No, um, I'd say it's it's a good addition, just because in case you don't have one, you you're not locked mm. out of the feature. But I'm assuming yeah. due to its small size and maybe to cut costs, it's not going to be a very good microphone. So what I'm imagining yeah. is like you jump into games, you try to go into the online voice lobby, like say, you know, in a competitive shooter and whatnot, right? Just to get like some some help in. And what you'll hear is someone's electric fan blowing into the controller. <laughs> well, that way you, you have to hold the controller up to your lips just to like just so you can speak directly into the mic right. and like make it ignore every other noise. <laughs> or, or like um, the microphone is going to be so cheap that even if you do hold it up to your face, you can barely understand what they're saying. <laughs> you know, or maybe their hand placement yeah. is uh, covering the mic and it's making all this like really annoying noise. And I assume it's going to be on by default, right? Because that's that's how it usually I turns hope out. It's not. I it has not, to be. <laughs> it's going to be on Christ, by default. All those all those multiplayer games with just the fans. Exactly and the right. Crying, if it has no nice. function to to mute individual players, it's going to be a nightmare. Oh my god! They should know that because now because now everybody has the power. <laughs> everybody has the power yeah. to annoy everybody. Right. Um, and and on the the more cynical side too, and like, oh, are are people gonna listen to your conversations without you knowing, and then put like targeted ads on your screen, et cetera, et cetera? Like you know how our phones are spying on us twenty four seven. I just assume ads. everything is doing that by default now. So you know, and yeah. now they have more <laughs> options and tools to do so. Yeah. You're gonna get like like, <laughs> like ads about the sandwich guy on your PS5 without you knowing it, just because you just, mentioned sandwich keep, once. I just keep it simple. Like I just think it's just a um, a cost reduction because every PS4 yeah. comes with a mic, like a like a crappy mic. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's how they tried that. to fix the issue. Where like if you don't have a headset, we're gonna put a cheapy one for free, which was still cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's appreciated. Like I don't mind this being a thing. But my, my issue is, like, how cheap is this microphone going to be? Because, you know, mm-hmm. like, we, we do, like, audio podcasts. We record a bunch of stuff. We know how microphones work now. No, it's gonna, we can it's understand gonna be the cheap. difference between a good mic and a bad mic. It's definitely going to be cheap because they don't want it to be the ultimate, like, a replacement for your headset. Of course. Because that's just, like, that's going to ruin whatever peripheral that they have right. planned for the PS5. It's just really more of, like, I got nothing else. At least I have the option, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind the option being cool. there. Yeah. But that's that, That's about it. Is there any other like last final thoughts on the futuristic PS5 <laughs> dual sense? I guess the, the visual the look, the white over the black, I don't think it's all that bad. I think it's a point yeah, of preference. Yeah, it's fine. Just, you know, you're going to clean that thing if you plan to yeah, keep yeah. playing, right? Hopefully, I mean, I mean, like the post we did with it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we do get a slew of different colors. We'll and maybe some customizable skins that are a bit more creative. Just like how the DualShock 4 had them with the light bar. People got creative with that. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I do like and the, the I more... Like, I like the fact it has two tones, though. The, yeah, that's, that's uh, actually good. It's, it's classy with two tones. I also do like yeah. the more rounded edges because, um, mm. like, I don't... I, wa- I wasn't too fond of, like, say, the Xbox 360 controller because it had a really shitty D-pad and really tough face buttons. But I did like the ergonomic feel where even if I'm playing for hours, it's comfy in your hands. Like, I've had that issue yeah, with yeah. PS3 and PS4 controllers where, like, after maybe just two hours, I'm like, man, this thing sucks to hold. 
<laughs> yeah, because your 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 hands turn into crab claws. Yeah, yeah. Spend, that's what happens to mine. Yeah. So yeah. like this, having the rounded edges looks like it's going to be a lot more comfy in your hands. The best of both worlds, hopefully. Hopefully, I mean, I am uh, I'm, I'm on record for sometimes you know taking a dump on on, on on Sony. I mean that that for me that's just punching up, right. saying gotta hold gotta hold the king accountable. We'll, so, we'll so get there speak. when we get there, I guess. Hopefully, it turns but, out good. But, but the, but if it, if an X, the shape of an Xbox controller with the buttons of a PlayStation controller might be a good idea. <laughs> um, Tony Tuazan in comments uh, said that he thinks the pad will be more functional with regards to in-game camera modes. That would be nice. And main menu mm-hmm. navigation. We just only hope that it, everything works. I mean, like even with the touchpad. Yeah. Um, but that's on the developers, right? Yeah, that's already on the yeah. developers. If it really was that. Um, color i hope there's a lot of options because i like it's more of preference yeah but i just like the fact that there's a lot of possibilities when it comes to design and yeah with the two tones that can change options. that's fine the customization and is is fine I, i'm kind of disappointed at how like not a big jump in design it actually is visually because you know um the jump from ps2 to ps3 we were, we were expecting something weird like the boomerang controller you know, the next oh, step in gaming. That thing was a thing. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it looks horrible, but we're like, man, I can't imagine what controllers will look like 10 years from now. And then you <laughs> see this and, like, it kind uh, of looks the same. <laughs> I don't want hey, it to Colin, change. What? Sorry. Uh, Colin has a remark here. Colin Chan. He says, like, not sure if the white and blue dual sense is the OG controller for the PlayStation 5. Because if it is, does that mean the official OG color for the PlayStation 5 is white and blue as well? It could be. This could this could be the thing already, like they're OG, or it could be like the like, uh, the blue is like a light, a backlight of some sorts, just like how the the DS4 has um, a light bar. Yeah, well, I think what he's concerned about is does that mean the actual unit, whether it takes the shape of a tower or or a right. traditional, would be like, white instead of oh, black? Oh no, no, white now I get it. Yeah, 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 now yeah, I get yeah. it. That's true. Yeah. It has to pair with its mother. That's right. true. Mm. Could be two toned. It could be nice. Well, we you never know. know because we're going apparently in in Sony's or in PlayStation's. Like, um, it seems like they're staggering the information until release. I think we're gonna finally gonna see the console like before release or something like that. I think that's, that's how it's gonna. For sure. That's how it sounds like, or how, that's, that seems to be the marketing plan of the PlayStation Five right. right now. And you know we're gonna um, get like a monotone color of this like years down the line. We're gonna get color variants. So if you don't like the white yeah. or black one, you're gonna get something else. Yeah, um, I guess that's the, a podcast. Yeah, that that <laughs> is that is a podcast, and this is the PS Five. That's what and I, I call think, podcast. And I think we're done, unless we have other you know negative re- not on negative reactions, but uh, <laughs> we're trying to look um, at it at reactions. both angles. You know, see the good and the bad. We're trying, mm. yeah, yeah. But well, when it comes to the PS Five, before we close, um, they talked about the controller and they're still not mentioning any other changes or like delays of what the current what's currently happening in the world right now right it's so, still supposed to come out this year the ps5 it's still supposed to come out this year so. i'm gonna tell you something about carlos i'm gonna tell you something which is that mm. i think i think right now we can't really like expect sony to release anything on a on a regular timetable i mean it's not within the scope of this episode otherwise we'll be here for like 20 more minutes but the rumors are that they're they're struggling they're struggling to figure out how to manage the information for this console and some are even saying that maybe they haven't even finalized the details of this console so we're just gonna have to take it as it comes yeah yep and just you know embrace the Mm -hmm. white and black for now 
That's the future, man. And I think that's it for 199. 199, maybe, maybe, hefty maybe next week we get all the details about PlayStation 5 and then we can get, do a 200th episode PlayStation 5 extravaganza bonanza. Or something. <laughs> oh, no, I, I just, no, no, I just realized 2000, episode 200 will be about Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's what's going to be at least one yeah, point. But I'm not playing it. Can you buy me a copy? Can I borrow your copy when you're done? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one? Mix also has a copy. Get his just copy. Just we don't know. Nobody can go outside for another no, month. Mix, no, no one can go outside. <laughs> but I know Migs bought a copy. All everybody went went digital for Final Fantasy VII. Remake. I would like to, but I have no money. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin, yeah. the comment said two tone colorways are coming back in style. I don't mind that. Maybe. What I actually want to come back is clear colors on your peripherals. <laughs> oh God! Let's, let's bring it back to the nineties, folks. No, but yeah, um, that's that's one nine nine for you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the episode. Next week will be two episode two hundred. Not sure if it's gonna be special, but oh baby, uh, two hundred episodes. What the frick? We're gonna get it, the gang yeah. back together. Oh, the complete set. Everybody, five hour podcast. Everybody. Get ready. Oh, that's a special. <laughs> that's a special. Maybe we can do a, a, li- a charity live. We can do a COVID nineteen charity too much gaming live. Yeah, so podcast. that we can actually buy FF seven. <laughs> I, I mean, donate to charity. What am I saying? <laughs> the charity is me. <laughs> but the cha- don't you know the charity was inside you all along. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's this is one nine nine. Thanks everybody for listening. We have an episode every week. And if you like what we what that is the, what we do here, you know, we check. We have an episode every week, and it's a variety of ep- uh, content and topics from games all the way to what's happening in the video game industry. And if you like this kind of content, we have a variety of content from YouTube and our website www.toomuchgaming.net. And yeah, that's about it. Thanks, I've guys. got gaming opinions all the time. Hit me up on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yell yeah. at me at Arsodium <laughs> Matthew on Twitter. I like how you say yell. It's, it's like it's it's, const, it's constant nowadays. Whenever it's we motivation do that, yeah, to get yeah, to get them on it. I I I empower you to call me on my shit. <laughs> but yeah, thanks guys for listening. I'll I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.